Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A, the B-A-Q-A, what you say? The B-A-Q-A with Tiffany, the B-A-Q-A ain't no mandate today. Okay, matter of fact, let me put my book up here just so the people can see. Welcome to Brown Ambition Question Answers, where you have questions. I have some answers, although I am not your attorney, your doctor, your lawyer, your mama, but I can't be your internet bestie or whatever, okay? Just a smart, brown, black girl that knows some things, but we want you to lean into the people that you pay for that official professional advice, okay? So first question I'm gonna answer today, actually I'm gonna answer a quick financial question and then a deeper, longer question that so many um, young people in entrepreneurship, meaning young, not age young, but like in entrepreneurship young, um, asked me. But first question, anonymous. Anonymous said, I would like to remain anonymous. Got you, we are gonna call you, um, Custodial. Okay. Okay. Custodial. I've been catching up on the podcast from the beginning. Love that for you and for us. I'm up to episode 199. You said, Tiffany, you opened up a custodial Roth IRA, which I don't think I said Roth, but anyway, which is something I thought about opening for my kids. When I looked into it, it says that the child has to have earned income. Can you please tell me how you were able to open yours? Also, are there any other accounts I can open for them besides that are regular savings? Thank you for your time. So I'm not sure if I said custodial Roth, which the thing is, any child can have a Roth IRA if they have earned income, meaning like they have to work because a Roth IRA, IRA is an individual retirement account, meaning in order to save for retirement, you have to be working. You have to have money coming in. So my my 16-year-old um, bonus daughter, Alyssa, she's got an IRA because she works for me. And she does my TikToks when she gets a chance. So she can have a retirement account. I mean, your two-year-old can have a retirement account. They're working, you know, like maybe they're like a, a, a model for like Gap or something like that, you know? Now, if I said I opened a custodial Roth IRA, then I misspoke that I opened a custodial account, period, an investment account. So you can have a custodial, a custodial investment account, an account where the money's invested, but it's not for retirement. It's just for investment purposes. So for myself personally, I have retirement accounts. I have a Roth, but I also have just regular investment accounts. Now there are no tax benefits like with a Roth IRA or any kind of like retirement account that like you get with a retirement account. But I still, I mean, these are investment accounts because you can only set aside, but so much money, there's a cap on how much money you can set aside for retirement accounts because there are tax benefits. And the government's like, we're not trying to have you have all the tax benefits. So there's a cap. So for my niece, Amelia, AKA Mimi, 
my nephew Roman, aka Roro, my niece um, Lillian, aka Lily, and Alyssa, they all have custodial accounts that I'm the custodian of, but these are just regular investment accounts. But because they're all under the age of like 18, 20, 21, that I am the custodian of. And if something were to happen to me, then actually like I, I now put it into my trust. Well, it will just be held for them until they reach a certain age if something were to happen to me. So yes. So if you are interested in opening up an investment account for your kids, you can just open up just a regular custodial investment account. You know, you can make them the beneficiaries uh, depending on how much is in there, or you can make the trust the beneficiary if you have a trust or you're looking into one. And then inside the trust, it tells the trust what to do with that money, right? I mean, you could also consider like um, a 529 plan, which are not really my favorite. So 529s are these um, accounts that you can set aside for education for your kids. So they do have a tax component where like, you know, money is allowed to grow like kind of like tax um, uh, free and um, you're allowed to use that money for an educational event. So typically college, but more they've, they have more leeway now where they allowed you, allow you to even pay for it like um, sometimes for like childcare or maybe your child goes to like a private school. Um, the only thing I don't like about 529s is that you really have to use it for an educational event. And if you don't, you know, then the tax, um, the tax benefit that you got um, can be rescinded. And so I don't really, that's why I didn't open up 529s because I don't know. The kids, like Amelia is five. I, I want to say Lily is three or four and Roman is seven. They're still so young. I don't know what college is going to look like when they get older. So I didn't want to pigeonhole their money specifically for education just in case. I wanted them to be able to use their money to purchase a home, you know, to start a business or to go to school or whatever. Okay. All right, custodial, I hope that answers your question. So yeah, wait, before we do our next question, which is gonna be a really good one, let's take a breaky break. We'll be right back. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350. 50 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. 
Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. Rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. I'm back in black. Question number two for you. So second question actually came from, so it's not just my producer Imani, but I get this question a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. If you guys know that I am a, um, a mentor. So I have this, um, Patreon, which is this like online place where people can like, they pay like a little bit of money every month. They have access to like whatever you're sharing. And so for me, I mentor specifically black women in business because I get so many questions. Are there some men and things there? Yes. Is everybody black there? Um, not necessarily, but that's my sweet spot. Cause guess what? I am a black woman in business and I've been in business for over 15 years and have many successful businesses. I cracked the code, if you will. I've got the Budgetista, multi-million dollar business. I got Literature Academy, multi-million dollar business. I had a marketing business at one point that was like multi-six figures a year, Brown Ambition, you know, successful. When I say successful, that means we're in the black. We, we you know, we make more than we spend. And I feel like I had another one. Either way, the, my businesses be doing good. Uh, but the Budgetista was my original and I learned so much. The ins, the ups, the ups and downs. And I worked really, really, really hard, sometimes too hard. But as a result of that, I've learned so many lessons that I continue to learn because I still have three of the four of my businesses and they all do well. And over the last, I'm going to say, really since I've made well over $30 million in business, not as take home, but like in business gross, especially in the last, I'm going to say that 30, most of that 30 million probably made within the last five or six years. So the girl is doing good over here and it's only getting gooder, as my niece would say. So I share all that to say that I get questions a lot about entrepreneurship. And lately you guys have made, oh, sidebar, if you want to be a pay, if you want to be a mentee, you can go to mymentortiffany.com. It's 10 bucks a month. I mean, girl, like, what are you doing with 10 bucks? You get all the resources. And matter of fact, tonight, I mean, by the time you listen to it, you'll catch the replay. I am doing this 10-step plan of how I made my book, Get Good Money, a New York Times bestseller, a Wall Street Journal bestseller, and how I got it to sell over 220,000 copies within two years, which is unheard of. Most books sell about 2,000 in a lifetime. I sold 200,000 plus in two years. So I'm doing this 10-step plan, which I wrote. It took me three hours worth of notes. But that's the kind of stuff we do at Patreon at mymentortiffany.com. 
It's not too late. You can always catch our replays. It'll be pinned to the top. Anyway, a question I get all the time from my mentees and the producer, Imani, our producer, young sister, asked me this question. I get it a lot is, Tiffany, I've heard you say you're in your soft girl Sade era of business where you have pulled back. You are no longer in your Beyonce era of like, go, go, go. I'm an icon. I'm a legend. Whatever it takes. That's cute for you, millionaire Tiffany. You know, sidebar, closing my house. And I don't know if I told y'all. I bought it and I bought it cash. I know. Um, so my condo that I've been talking to y'all about. Bought it. So cute for you that you could take a step back. But what about us on the come up? What about us who are working toward trying to get to where you are? I cannot rest. I cannot sit back. I cannot Sade. I got to Beyonce. I got to, got to, got to. And I say... Do you? Because I know you look at me and you're like, but you got here as a result of on your Beyonce era. And I say, that's actually not true. Come closer. I got here despite being in my Beyonce era because the Beyonce era almost took my life. Like if you listen to our podcast um, prior to this one, oh, I'm not sure when this is going to come out, but we have a podcast with um, Kadeen and Duvall Ellis. They have a new book called We Over Me, New York Times bestseller. And Duvall talks about how last year, he passed out on set and he lost 15 pounds in three days. His blood pressure was so low, he thought he was having a heart attack. And they do very, 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 very well in business. And yet, all of the work that he was putting in for his family and for all this money almost took him out. And I have been there. I did well despite my Beyonce era because I created this goal for myself and just goals in general, and I would hit the goals and then fly past them. I want to make $100,000 a year in business. Flew past it. Barely even looked at it when I hit it. I want to make a million dollars a year, but flew past it. I want to make a million dollars in a month. Flew past it. And like, how much more did I need that like, I was overworking and overwhelming myself into the most unhealthy I'd ever been. I had gained like 30 pounds. My blood pressure was through the roof. I never had high blood pressure. I was not sleeping just a few hours a night. I thought five hours was a lot of sleep. Overwork and overwhelm. To what end? To what end? And it took for, I knew something was wrong like a couple of years ago. And I, I got in a business coach and I got in a therapist to try to undo some of the things I had done. You know, because I had painted myself into an entrepreneur corner where I had such a huge staff of 30 people that I had to work as hard as I was working in order to maintain everyone's salaries. I had to. That's what I told myself. In that space, you start to create, I have to keep going at this pace in order to maintain. I have, And you're right. In order to maintain the toxic thing you created, you do have to go that hard. But the alternative is I can undo the toxic environment I've created for myself. I can say, I'm going to have to let some of these people go. I can say, I actually don't need as much money. I don't. I can say, you know what? Like, like I don't need to be on every show, on every you know, morning show, on every whatever. I can say that. I can say, the goalpost is here, girl, not past here. And I can stop right here. I can understand and absorb what it looks like to have enough. Because if not, your body will sit you down if you don't sit down. And then for what? For what if you have a stroke? I had a friend, Marie Antoinette, we went to Kenya together. Well, I met her in Kenya. Now I consider her like, you know, my, my booski, right? 
she is beautiful, healthy. Like, just if you were to look at her, like she's 45, look at 25, just beautiful, fine, amazing woman. She had multiple strokes a few months ago. And I could share that because she posted it on social. Multiple strokes. What the hell is going on with us? That we are working ourselves to literal death. What will it take? What will it take for you to have a heart attack? That's what you're looking for? What will it take? It took for my husband to die to say, you're next, Tiff. The hell? All the things I told myself were too impossible to shift because I have to. I have to. I got to pay this. I got to get this. My mom, my dad. It took for my husband to die for me to say, who told me that lie? I don't have to. And so I shifted everything. And now you see me like I created space that was there already. That's not even true. I didn't create it. I acknowledged the space that was there. I no longer working March, August, or December. At first, I was nervous to say that, even for the podcast. I was like, oh, what are we going to do? So the key is determine the space that you're wanting in your life. I don't want to work Fridays. I don't want to work past five. I don't. And adjust your life accordingly. I told everybody, March, August, December, I'm out. I'm out. And guess what? We tape extra podcast episodes. Mandy will do some taping on her own. Right, the the team already knows what they have to work on. I'm going to Egypt next week, okay? And guess what? You won't see me post about it on social. You know, maybe six months from now. I am determined to live well now, and you can if you are on the come up. Does it look like hard work for success? Absolutely. I still work hard. I just don't overwork. I integrate the rest into the work. It's a weave. You know, like think about like a like a blanket that someone's weaving together, your, your grandmother's crocheting a new color in. You have to add that color of, of rest into the work. I'll give you an example. One of my mentees, aka my sister Tracy, she started her business. She's a publicist. She's my publicist. And so at the beginning, I was her first client. First year, she was a walking zombie because she lived with me. And seven days a week, all day, all night, she looked like she was going to pass out. And I was like, girl, what are you doing? I, I just, I, I, you know, it's just so much work. I said, it's too much. You have to, you have to draw a line in the sand and say, I'm going to stop working at this time. But it's so, there's always going to be a lot of work to do. You have to adjust your schedule accordingly. You have to say, if the work is not done by this time, I will just push it to the next day. Or do I even really need to do these things? Because not everything yields results. I was doing stuff that took me 10 hours to buy one hour. It's like, what are you doing? Not everything yields results. So you need to discern what actually is going to yield the results and put your energy toward that. I promise you, it's probably about 80% of the stuff that you're doing is not really doing not, not really doing much. It's the 20% that's making the biggest results. And that 80 is yielding 20%. Mm, it's not that serious, right? And so then, because living with me, she saw I had Wednesdays light. I don't take no calls on Wednesdays. I have Fridays off. She started to take Fridays off, which is crazy to think about for a brand near new year two business, taking Fridays off. She takes Fridays off. She gets her hair done. She gets her nails done. She gets a massage, a facial. I see her come back in the house like, hey, girl. And I was like, and yet business ain't slowed down. She's got more clients than ever. And I asked her, how did you do it? She said, you were right. If I take Fridays off, in my mind, I'm like, I got to get this thing done between Monday and Thursday. And I do. You will adjust. Those of you who are parents, you have one kid. How will I manage this one kid? Then you have two. You adjust. You know, force rest into the space that you're in, even Beyonce and all her Beyonce. If you watch her homecoming special that was on Netflix, did you hear what she said? I caught it. She said, 
doing that homecoming special and doing like that um, that concert and all of the you know videos and it, it nearly broke her. She said it almost killed me. That I've never worked so hard. It was that was the hardest thing she ever did. And she said, "I'm never doing that again." Beyonce said that. I'm never doing that again because she understood it's too much. I don't deserve to. I don't, I don't have to give people my life in order for what? So I could be an icon? The hell? She said, I'm never doing that again. And guess what? Where are our visuals for Renaissance? They ain't here. Because even Beyonce ain't on her Beyonce. Okay? And so I want you to understand that rest is not something that you deserve. Like, oh, I got to earn it. No! It is your birthright. Meaning like you don't got to do something to deserve rest. By nature of you being a human being, you get to rest. It's part of life. Damn, we live in the East Coast, right? I live in the East Coast. The trees have been resting the last few months because even nature says, lay down. Leaves fall because you're stressing out the trees. They need a moment to recoup, relax, and recover. Trees recoup, relax, and recover. The birds don't do all that all year long. Bears be chilling. Squirrels be chilling. Why not? Why are you not taking a moment to recoup, relax, and recover? Like, you might say, I know people who are like, um, you know, like, if I just want my biggest goals. I want to buy this one house. They buy the house. And then, oh, I want to be a second one. Girl, have you even luxuriated in the fact that like, you got this first thing? Because you keep pushing the goalpost and stressing yourself the hell out. You, I want you to, to integrate some rules into your life until you become to embody the thing. One of the things I learned in, in therapy is that in the beginning, when you are learning to shift your behavior, you incorporate these rules, rules and regulations. If I do this, then I do this. If I do this, then I do this. And after a while, the, the point is that after a while, the rules become a part of you and you don't need them anymore because you begin to embody the person that does that. Like, you know, like I, if I was a smoker, I chew my Nicorette gum, you know, because it helps you not smoke. And then one day you're just a non-smoker. I don't smoke. So I ain't got to worry about that Nicorette gum. That's, so that's where we're all, we're all moving toward embodiment. So when you're listening, okay? Now, in the beginning, I want you to put these things in. I'm going to take my Wednesdays light. I'm just making up stuff for you. I'm going to take my Fridays off. After every major accomplishment, I will not start a new project for one month, two months, three months after. I want you to put these rules in place for yourself because it's a new way of being. You put these rules in place for yourself. And over time, if you adhere to these rules... For yourself, you learn to start to embody and become a person who's just like that. I no longer have these rules about, oh, I don't work on Wednesday. Like I have a call on Wednesday, like tomorrow, you know, and oh, I don't work on Friday. Sometimes I do stuff on Friday because I embody a person that does not overwork and overwhelm. So although I might still, I might do something on Wednesdays and Fridays now when I had this rule in place before, I don't do stuff past three typically. I'm, I'm going off for a whole month in a, in a, in a week. You know what I mean? I embody someone who lives within the, the harmony of not too much, not too little, and I still make hella money, you know? And so I'm wanting that for you that like, you know, for those of you who are coming up and you're building your business and you're working toward greatness or whatever it is, integrate the rest, integrate the, the, the time to yourself, integrate the, the moments of absorbing, you know, the, the goal that you've reached, integrate that to your thing. Now get your tracing on. You don't got to wait, you know, 15 years like me to finally get a break. The hell no. We off that. Integrate that into the process now. 
And so it doesn't become a thing that you have to kind of like dig your way out of. It's like, no, no, I've always been on the Zen, you know, like, mm -mm. you know, I got to the goal and the dream while also feeling well rested and cared for and centered and happy and whole. You can do both at the same time. It's out there for you. Now, might the journey be a little slower? It might. Might the journey not be slower? Because sometimes we tell ourselves if we do that, we won't get there as fast. You'd be surprised. I overworked so much that I actually wasn't as I wasn't as focused because I was so tired. I wasn't as um, thorough because I was so overworked and overwhelmed. I succeeded despite the fact that I was running myself ragged, not because I was running myself ragged, that it's in rest now that I'm smarter, that I'm sharper, that I do less work because I don't have to work as much. Because I'm just like, oh, I actually, I can see more clearly the problem and the solution versus doing all the things. And so you might find that you actually do better. You know, you likely will find you'll do better well-rested you do better doing less. My motto is deep versus wide. What am I currently doing and how do I do better versus like adding all these new random things to the plate? And so, yeah, that's for Imani. That's for all of my mentees are always asking me. That's for my sister. That's for young Tiffany. I wish I could have told her that, you know, but I grew up in an era where hustle was heralded, that more was more. And I'm here to say it's a lie because I promise you, when I tell you, I know some of your favorite brown, blue check people. Brown meaning black people and brown people who have their blue checks, the ones that you admire, the ones you look at. When I tell you, I know some of your fave, fave, faves, and they stay in my inbox and on my phone and hitting me up to tell me how how overworked, overwhelmed, and miserable they are despite their accomplishments. Did you hear what I said? Miserable. Now you, with your happy spouse or partner and your two cute kids and the dog, you wish that you could make what they make and do what they do. Meanwhile, they wish they could be home like you, like you. Like, don't give all that up for, for a fake fake life on social media. Social media will have you feeling bad about a good life, a good regular life that allots you time and energy and freedom, really, more than them. And so, like, yeah, like, I, there's not too many brown, blue check people that are, like, quite honestly, like, settled and in a good space. And so I aspire not to be that, you know, like... Mm -mm. They all, they, I can't tell you how many have made the pilgrimage to Newark so they could, we could have lunch and I could pour into them the way I'm pouring into you now. That like, you actually don't have to do all of that. You get to turn away and say, no, rest is resistance. I am going to take my rest because it is my birthright to do so. I can integrate it into my goals and dreams. I don't have to overdo it. Who said that? Who said that? It's a lie. Hopefully BAQA was helpful for you today. And for real, I really mean that. I want us all to like, you know, navigate from a space of like joy and wholeness and happiness and connectedness, as well as the success, because I am currently living both. I got hella money, but I also got hella friends and love and time and energy and travel and excitement. I have all the things, you know, the only thing I'm missing is my, is my Jarrell, you know, and even then he's still here in some ways. And so I want that for you. I cannot want for myself and not want for you. If you want to send lessons, questions into um, BAQA, you could do so. BrownAmbitionPodcast.com. You can send your questions there. Career, life, business, entrepreneurship, send them there. Um, you could also hit us up on um, Brown Ambition Podcast. We on on IG or the BA Podcast on Twitter. You can send us messages if this was helpful for you today. Hopefully, I, I poured a word into you today. Um, if you want to be a mentee, we'll put this link in the show notes too. My mentor, Tiffany.com. It's currently only 10 bucks a month, although it might go up this year. I don't know. Not for the current mentees. I always keep prices the same for like people who are current, but it might go up. We'll see. But yeah, my mentor, Tiffany.com. 
And yeah, we'll see you next week. Oh, actually not me though, because I'll be in Egypt. (laughs) But you'll see somebody next week. Okay, bye (laughs) y'all. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.